0: Hey, and welcome to The Pop Podcast, where every single week your hosts, Brittany Klein, that's me, and Ryan Russo bring you a conversation to help improve your points of performance when it comes to training. Coming up on this, our very first episode, we sit down for a little D&M and pretty much convince you to have us in your ears on a weekly basis. We also hear why Riz once demanded her brother throw out every single almond in sight and Jim fails. We've all had him. Our first installment of Hilarious Mishaps in Training.
1: Alrighty, episode number one. Hello, welcome. Um, we are here um, to talk about a few different things and we are recording from Australia And America. And California.
0: Um, I need to realize when I do the accent, I can't do it while other Americans are around. I'm like, oh, sometimes be, I'm like, I'm living in California. And Americans are like, are you mocking me? Like,
1: no. Oh, they think you're mocking
0: them. Yeah. But the thing is, being Australian in America is great. Everyone loves Australians no matter where you go. It's so good, yes. and it's an automatic yes. way to make friends. And the best part is, when I started coaching at the gym, it's like because you speak in a different accent, people just
1: look like drawn and to you. Yeah. Ah,
0: oh. but there's also um, a couple of things like language differences. So the very first time I coached, there were double unders in the workout, and I said, "Okay, everyone, go and grab your skipping ropes," and they just all looked at me, and I was like, "Okay, grab your skipping ropes," and like, "Do you mean jump rope?" Oh yeah, the oh. jump rope. <laughs> no idea. But then, in the same day, this it was a great first day. Um, I go. The main thing is with your double unders in this workout, just don't get the shits. One girl looks at me like shock horror all over her face, and I was like, oh, maybe it's because I swore. She thought I meant no, like actually shit like yourself. Diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's what we say. I said, oh, like I don't mean. I just mean like don't get annoyed. But she thought I meant like don't shit yourself in the middle of the workout and I was like if that's an issue for you we probably need to have a chat about other things (laughs) so I've learned not to say like don't get annoyed with your double unders yes Um, I feel like we've gotten carried away should we introduce ourselves and tell everyone who we are (laughs)
1: probably um hi guys I'm Rianne and And uh, I'm Rita (laughs) And we are two friends that wanted to start a podcast and I'm a coach and I've been a weightlifter and a crossfitter for a really long time. It feels like a really long time. Um, And Britt, what do you do? What's your story? That's a really good question.
0: (laughs) right now um i guess i'm living my best life right now i'm living in uh, california about an hour north of la because my husband got a really cool job opportunity for 12 months um back home i'm a sports journalist for the abc and work was really awesome about it they just said why don't you go over there see if you can do a bit of correspondent work but pretty much then i had all this time on my hands to live here enjoy life and so been able to really sink my teeth into training since I arrived, Um, started coaching at the local affiliate. So yeah, just love and life. And we thought, why not start a podcast with a little bit of spare time to chat about all the things that we chat about anyway.
1: (laughs) I know. We talk so much shit. So like, why don't we just record it and let other people listen, you know? (laughs) Well,
0: actually, I think that the best thing that you have taught me in this relationship, despite all of the like training gems you've given me, is how to record voicemails on Facebook. It's, (laughs) it's the it changed my life. And so that's how we all pretty much communicate. It's just by like, I want to say 20 to 30 second voicemails, but sometimes they're like
1: two petering on three minutes. (laughs) So definitely get to three (laughs) minutes a lot of the time.
0: But it feels like I never left, you know, I I hear your voice every day. And the best part is because of the time difference, sometimes I'll wake up and just be overwhelmed. Like I'll have to lay in bed for 20 minutes catching up with everything. But then other times it's just like in the too hard basket. We have a couple of voicemail message groups, I guess. And so if there's two people going at it while you're at work or something, then you open it and you're just like, I can't commit to that.
1: (laughs) That was literally me yesterday. I was literally me yesterday. I was working and I came back and there was like 47 minutes of voice messages between you and Jordan. And I was like, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to listen to a single one of those.
0: And I'm going to be honest. It was mostly shit. So you didn't <laughs> need to listen to it. That's the problem. It's like spiraling out of control, which this podcast could be, but I really hope people are going to enjoy it. You know,
1: just our spirals and our. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there'll be like good gems in there somewhere. Other than shit talking though, I guess
0: putting it in a nutshell, why did we want to start this podcast?
1: Um, I feel like there is a maybe a lack of a female voice and energy in kind of like uh, the fitness podcasting realm or world. And I think, you know, we just saw an opportunity to be able to – bring what we know and what we've learned and what we've experienced to everybody else. And not just, you know, females, but men as well. And, um, talking about like, you know, training for women in particular, I feel like is something that is still relatively new to everyone. Like, you know, in our lifetime, 10, 15, 20 years ago, women weren't training and, you know, competing as athletes like we are now. And I think, you know having you know a lot of conversations a lot of different conversations about what that looks like for certain people and you know what our experiences are and you know remembering that we're not little men and that we're you know we're women and the way that we train is a lot different um I think that's something that I really I like I really enjoy talking about and I like bringing you know to everybody I've also spent the last like 12 years being a coach so you know hopefully we can give you some good training tips and tidbits but I feel like for me that's kind of where I want to come from. What about you Britt?
0: Yeah I agree with all of that and especially in the last 12 to 18 months maybe more like two years actually having females who are in the same position as me has been so helpful to chat about that kind of stuff. Um, Before especially I started training quite closely with our friend, Jordan Troy, um, Mm. before that I was training with men a lot and also comparing myself to my, um, well then boyfriend, but now husband and just expecting that I'd be able to do what he does and expecting that I'd get the same gains that he would if we stayed on the same program. And it isn't until I started training with, um, other women who Mm. were maybe a few steps ahead of me in the journey, but were exploring things like, you know, resting a little bit more, um, following an actual program, um, that, that differed for men. I guess another point, so pretty much everything that you said, uh, but another point for me is I'm pretty blessed in my job that I get to have some great conversations with people in the space. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm talking like, um, you know, we look at the AFLW that's just started out. One of the best conversations I had was with a male coach who, completely changed the way that he started training when he started training the women. Um, And I get to have great conversations like that that go into news stories, but we condense it down into like a 90-second news story, whereas there's like so much to talk about. And I leave these conversations so inspired and yet, selfishly, I'm the only one who benefits from that. So it would be really Mm. cool to get people like that on the show um, or even if we just chat about what we're experiencing I think yeah. it's an important conversation that just isn't being had for everyone. Like it's like we're yeah. inviting everyone into our Facebook messenger group.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's exactly what we're doing. And and listen, I think that's going to be something that everybody <laughs> is probably going to think is ridiculous. Maybe we should have point. a competition
0: where it's like for, you know, if you win, you get a week in the group message. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, what a prize. <laughs> but then they're probably like
1: help me let me out and yeah. we're <laughs> hey. gonna be like um I'm done now can I just go <laughs> well maybe we won't have that competition yeah let's um maybe save that for a little bit later um okay so why don't you give us a little bit of a rundown on you know how you came to be where you're at now like you know what did your fitness journey what did your training journey look like
0: uh, so mine started a little bit later in life. Um, I think like all Aussie kids, I think we're all pretty active. That's one thing actually moving to America, people are like, Oh, Aussies are so fit. And I think we're just all exposed to fitness. Like you try everything when you're younger. So I definitely, um, I played netball for a year, like did swimming. I had a little bout as a swimmer. Um, actually I think I was like eight or nine and I, told my mum, she bought me the Susie O'Neill book, and I was like, I want to go to the Olympics. So my poor mum had to get up at 4am every morning for like, I'm going to say six months, and then we went to like a championship and I came second in backstroke because that was my stroke. And I was like, mum, it's not worth it. And she was like, cool, cool. <laughs> so we just stopped. Um, but, yeah, I I was like not a not active kid, but I was definitely more studious, Um and focused a lot more on that side of school. So I didn't really do much while I was at school. And then when I was finishing up school, I decided that I wanted to be a news reporter. So I threw myself into that 100%. And so not only while I was at uni, I was also um, interning. And then as part of my degree, I was moving overseas. So I was like saving up heaps of money to move overseas. And so working three jobs. So I literally didn't set foot inside a gym until I got back from Spain. So it would have been like 23 and that was just like, I don't know, like I didn't even know what I was doing. Anyway, then I got my first job as a news reporter. Um, At that stage I was like pretty tiny and um, my mum took me to a doctor and they were like, you need to do some weight-bearing exercise because your bones are so weak. Like at your age you've got the early onset Of osteoporosis, you definitely need to do some weight-bearing exercise. And I was like, internal eye roll, like, what does that even look like? Don't even know. So, Mum started taking me to body pump, you know, like Les
1: Mills (laughs) body pump classes. I don't mean to, I don't mean to laugh, but of like all the things for weight-bearing exercise (laughs) to be doing Les Mills, that just made me. Oh my
0: god, there's still some tracks that come on at the gym like ten years later, and I'm like, oh, this is the squat track, or this is your (laughs) triceps, like. so good but I got so into it and it's like yeah. it's a great introduction for people and so mom and yeah. I would go together like three times a week loved it and when I moved to Wagga which was my first job in tv news reporting like just a bit of a background you kind of have to if you want to be a tv news reporter you've got to earn your stripes but obviously they're not just going to be like here child go on the tv and try try your yeah. best so you go out to the country and you do it um which is an awesome experience so I've lived in some really cool places um And when I got there, I had a little bit more time on my hands. So I started to get so into Les Mills, so much so that I'm like, I'm going to become an instructor. So I, and by this stage, I'd progressed from body pump to body attack, which is the aerobics. And anyone who knows me, like, even though this is an audio podcast right now, I have the best blade hand ever. And anyone who's (laughs) ever done body attack (laughs) will know what a blade hand is. And if you ever see me in the street, ask to see my blade hand. (laughs) So I, by this stage, I'd moved to Townsville. Um, I was working for Channel 7 and I met actually the person who introduced me to my husband was a fellow body attack instructor, um, Nathan White. I'll give him a shout out. And he is the most fabulous man you've ever met in your life. And so his body attack class, I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, but They're so camp and they're so great. And he was—he'd been doing it for years. And he was like, "I believe in you. You can be on a DVD one day." And I was like, "This is my calling in life to be a Les Mills DVD presenter with my blade hands." So I got so invested in that. Like, I'm talking—I would so I'd work all day and then leave um, work like bang on five fifteen to get there at five thirty. And even though I was working on TV, like that hour was my time to shine. Like, it's like, you've got a microphone, like I'm talking Britney Spears, 1995-esque. And you just like, oh you have an audience of fitness. It was so fun. And especially like teaching with Nathan, like we'd both go, you know, we'd go, it was called team teaching. And so you'd teach together and like you do one track and then he'd do the other. Oh man, that was probably the pinnacle of my fitness career, to be honest. <laughs> um <laughs> So got really into that and wanted to, you had to be super fit because like an hour of teaching it's aerobics for an hour, but you've got to be talking the whole way through it. And, you know, remember how you do it's crazy. So to get fitter, I was like, I'm going to run some more. So I was running and doing that. So I was like, I was like a little bean pole, but I got really good at running. So, um, was doing like a few races, like half marathons and 10 Ks. Um, and I thought that was fitness. Like that was being fit. Mm. But yeah, that, during that time I met my husband and he was like, I think you should start doing some more weight bearing exercises and things like that. So he kind of got me into the gym. And so I think my first time ever in a weight room was at like 27, 28. When I came to, um, Brisbane though, like my TV journalism career started to take off and I was like moving to the city. I just literally had no time to teach anymore. So that, you know, sadly ended my DVD aspirations, um, but then. I started doing F45 and I get like, like the Les Mills, like the running, just get so invested in anything. So loved that for a little while. And I would recommend that for anyone who wants to get fit. Mm. Like you get Mm. so fit doing that. Um, But in the background the whole time, like my husband's like, I want to go back to CrossFit. And I was like, no way. And even the gym owner, when I was teaching body attack, pretty keen, he was like, you should try this thing called CrossFit. I think you'd love it. And I was like, ew, no. Um, me now is like, you idiot.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: But um, so then we, when we moved to Brisbane, this is like 2017, we were like, let's try CrossFit. I went on the first day and I think like the CrossFit gods know how to suck you in. And so on the oh, first they day, they was like they definitely burpees do. and running. And I was like, I was made for this. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out you've also got to be able to lift a lot of weight, do a lot of gymnastics, (laughs) all of which I couldn't do. So day two turned up and couldn't do a pull-up. They asked me to hold a barbell and I think I was like, what's this? Um, And it's quite funny actually. My coach at the time is now one of my like best friends in the world and she even like she has this archive of videos on her computer. That any time like I post a PB or something, she's like, "But remember this!" Like I dead set <laughs> couldn't even. I couldn't even work out what to do with the broomstick. Like I'd never seen a snatch or a clean and jerk. And the first time I tried to back squat, I think I failed fifty kilos. Mm. I just had no strength whatsoever. So, um, we obviously realized that was going to be something that I was going to have to um address but like anyone when you first get into crossfit you're just like i want to be good so bad so i'm just going to mm. do it all the time and so um at that stage i'd started working for channel nine and it kind of reached where i wanted to be in my career i was like in a city newsroom loving it but the work hours there are crazy like 70 70 hours a week and i was trying to balance crossfit training on the outside of that too so yeah. um and not only just CrossFit training, like I was probably doing the class like twice a day, <laughs> seven days a week, not resting, definitely not eating enough food. But you, when you don't have the information, you're like, this is how I'm going to get better. Like I want to be able to do I all know. that stuff. Um, so I, I got super into it in my first year and I think that was the first year that I did it was the 2017 Open so um kind of got a taste for it then and sucked like I sucked balls that's why it's so good when they repeat the workout and you're like oh remember when I couldn't finish this Um, yeah it's awesome to see the progression but yeah after probably a year of just I don't want to say wasting my time but I was like definitely going backwards I was like the Benjamin Button of CrossFit like Getting younger, not older. (laughs) Because I was just like doing it so much. And like I was getting skill, like getting more skill. But then once you can do more things, you're like, I want, I want, I want more. Um, But at that stage I'd kind of like um hit a wall with work and actually left my job at Channel 9 and decided to go freelance for a little while. Mm -hmm. And my husband was like, I want you to just take some time off where you don't do anything, because like ever since I was 18, all I did was worked. Um, But I didn't really cope well with that, so I was like, "I'm going to go and become a yoga teacher and take a month off of life and just go and live in Byron," which was the most incredible experience. And I actually think yoga was really good for me in my life then. Um, So I have like 400 hours of yoga teacher training now, which is pretty yeah, wow, that's Um, insane. And it's still so beneficial for my journey now, like. Not so much the physical side, but for more so, it's the mental side of yoga for me, like, and also the breath work was incredible. Um, but during that time, I was like the pinnacle of burning the candle at both ends in terms of energy wise for my fitness. I was like Mm. doing 18 classes, teaching 18 classes of yoga a week, doing CrossFit every day. Um, and it got to the stage where I'm just like, I can't keep doing this anymore. And I think it was the 2020 Open. The, year that, the last year that had five workouts mm. where anything that required fitness or by this stage I'd gotten quite good at gymnastics or gymnastics, I did quite well. So I was like, oh, you know, this is good. But then the lift came up and it was just like I, I'm never going to go anywhere when you can't lift more. I think it was the year that the clean and jerk and the box jumps and then the pistols and the third barbell was like 55 kilos or something and I remember mm. going into that workout not even knowing if I could do it once let alone yeah. 10 times. And I think I did it, but at that time I weighed 49 kilos. So that was yeah. epic, but like not very good in terms of how everyone else or where the level I wanted to be at was doing. So yeah. I remember our coaches lovingly were like, Brit, you've been doing this for long enough now that you're doing it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> You need to, get, you know, focus on this. And I kind of did it for a little while for the next 12 months. But then, you know, the next 12 months roll around and the Open comes up again and we have the exact same issue. Mm. And like you've heard this story before, but, you know, it gets to the complex and I just bawled my eyes out because I'm like, I'm not where I want to be. And so a couple of people, um, a coach at our gym, Liam being one of them, and my husband, Luke, were just like, you invest so much time and energy into this sport. Let's do it right. And so, mm. from it, it was like a wake up call. This is like maybe 20, end of 2020, beginning of 21. And they were both like, six months to give us six months of your life. And mm. you've got to eat 3,000 calories a day. You've got to train uh, like three days on, one day off, two days on, one day off. Yeah. Follow a program, which is like predominantly strength, not all these like engine pieces that you're doing all the time and see what happens. And, it's, I tell people like I've been doing CrossFit for since 2017, so it's like five years, but I've really only been doing it for two because from that moment everything changed. It was like learning to fuel, learning to train properly. And so when I moved here at the start of this year and I had, you know, this time to train um, and this time to rest and recover, again, spending more time on the things outside of training has just seen my progress skyrocket and so when Mm -hmm. an opportunity presented itself after the open to do my level one and coach while I'm here and I guess another reason in starting this podcast but also what I see in coaching is like I don't want people to make the same mistakes that I did so I know that like I feel like half the members at the gym here love me and half of them hate me because I'm just like stop no wrong because it's just like I see people who are <laughs> who are doing what I did and just wasting their time, you know. Like yeah, I even yeah. saw. I love is it beyond the white? No, not beyond the whiteboard, but the whiteboard daily. The that account. And today I yeah. reposted something which is like learn how to do things strict before you start to kip. Yeah. And one of my favorite movements in CrossFit is muscle up, ring muscle ups. And I'm like, it's because I learned to freaking strict muscle up before I learned how to kip muscle up. And so now I'm just like, it makes so much sense. But other movements where I cheated the system, like the bar muscle up is something that Mm. I still hate because like when you don't have that fundamental technique. So I'm just so passionate now about sharing that with people and also about, you know, addressing what your real goals are. And for the last 18 months for me, that's like been looking at where my deficiencies lie, which is like something is not like the others with my strength. Mm. And now for the last 12 months focusing on that, like you actually get the results. It's like you don't go in there every day just mindlessly following the whiteboard or mindlessly being like like just putting in the hours. Yeah, you have to put in the hours, but you have to put in the hours doing the right thing. Yeah. And so I had this like passion that I didn't know I was ever going to have. You know, I thought I was passionate about health and fitness, but it's this passion of like literally my tagline on my business card should be like, don't make the mistakes I did. And that's what, I think that's why I'm so passionate. And and there's this girl at the moment who I get along really well with at the gym and I see so much of her in me. Like she's such, I don't mean to pump up my own tires, but I feel like I'm a hard worker and she is such a hard worker. Mm. And so again, I have the same approach to her. I'm like, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. But it's like I'm saying that because it's like let's do it right and so these mm. hours are spent investing in the right thing, you know? Yeah.
1: Yes, I do know.
0: <laughs> it's like people who invest in crypto at the moment. Who knows if it's going to make money? But it's like we know that this works. So let's yeah. invest in the right thing and we're going to be fitness off. multimillionaire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's a a, a, a roundabout Way of saying, I am now passionate about strength weightlifting and very passionate about gymnastics and good movement patterns, mm. um, and I'm hoping that we can share that with other people.
1: Yeah, that's, that's and I think goal. I think like that's you know like you said, one of the like things that are is you know very impressive about you is that you are the hardest worker. If I ever gave you a drill, if I ever gave you something. I could see you every day in the back room or back of the gym, just practicing it and giving a hundred percent to it. And it's hard to sit by. (laughs) Same. Um, It's it's hard to sit by and watch others. It's hard to sit by and be like, you're doing what I've seen happen a hundred times. Just trust me. Let me help you. It's not, always fun and exciting and like super sexy things that you have to do but if you do these things and you do them well you'll absolutely crush it so it's trying to get people to like trust what you're telling them as well and
0: while I say all this stuff you know oh I wasted my time I'm actually really grateful for my progress sorry Mm. my the process and you know were they wasted no they were probably you know, good life lessons or whatever. Um, Mm. So I don't ever think time is wasted. But I read this really good quote a couple of weeks back and it was like the time's going to pass anyway. Mm. So let's just invest the time in doing the right things. And it takes just as much like you're going to put little habits in every day anyway. They can either be bad habits or good habits. So let's just make Mm -hmm. the decision to to do the better ones.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean that's like a pretty big fundamental basis of like my whole belief system is, you know, just trying to do like practice properly, invest the time in that and the outcome will always like it'll show itself, you know, if you continue to ignore like holes in your game or you continue to, you know, uh, ignore like the fact that you needed to work on strength and you think, oh, I'll just uh, eventually I'll get better at it. It eventually is never going to come. You have to be deliberate with the practice that you do.
0: But enough about me. Over mm. to you, Rianne Russo, tell us. How did your fitness journey start?
1: Uh, I, um, I probably, I mean, the start of my journey was a little different to you. I was like probably the polar opposite. I only did sport in school. I wasn't necessarily an academic. <laughs> that's not my strong suit but I was like um I swam for Australia at a very young age and um was very I did not know that yeah yeah that's like, insane yeah so I was that was like that was like my thing my sport in school was swimming what stroke um uh backstroke and freestyle if you're gonna say Loved butterfly it. I was like you're out you're oh, out. Ew. No, I gave up on butter. Literally, I think when I was like eight years old, they were like, oh, butterfly's not for you. Let's not do that anymore. I like stopped yeah, I- doing butterfly like from like eight. I'm telling you. Oh, but
0: surely you're like everyone in Australia that, you know, when it's like a pool party on Australia day and you're like, watch me do three strokes and you give it all in the pool and there's like three yeah. strokes to the end and you're like, yep, yeah.
1: done. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I did, I swam from, yeah, the age of competitively from like the age of six to, um, about 16 and then, um, boys in high school got the better of me. So I kind (laughs) of stopped, (laughs) I kind of stopped, um, any real competitive sport. I mean, I played touch football, basketball, like all of that kind of stuff, um, when I was in high school as well, but yeah, grade 12, I kind of fizzled off and, um, Then for like two years out of high school, I just did what everybody else did and went out drinking and hanging out with my friends and doing all of that. And when I got to about 19 years old, I was like, I felt like something was like missing and, you know, I had a conversation with my sister who at the time was a personal trainer and she was like, why don't you just like start doing some PT? like? just start training in the gym. Like she's like, you've trained your whole life. Like, why don't you just start training? So I remember I started doing PT three times a week and that like really, um, I don't know, just like boosted my confidence, made me feel really good. And so then I was like feeling much better doing all of that. And then I kind of, same thing. I was in a job, like I was a makeup artist at the time and I loved it, but I was like, am I going to do this for the rest of my life? Like probably not. Um, So... Um, my sister was like, well, why don't you become a PT? So I ended up going and get my Cert 3 and 4 and I was a PT in her gym and um, I was a personal trainer uh, for a few years and then I – was like same thing I kind of got to that same point with my training like I was just doing like normal bodybuilding training like walking on the treadmill basic stuff and I kind of got to that same point I've always been really competitive I like being good at things that's like, maybe that's why we get along yeah <laughs> yeah I'm like a super competitive person I feel like I can be very humble about it though but sometimes I can't so um, I thought you were like I, taking a stab at me like as if to you say you're not humble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a stab at myself. I like the things that I'm humble about it a lot of the time, but sometimes I'm not. Um, it's definitely not when it comes to my husband. I'm not humble about yep. it at all.
0: <laughs> oh, me neither. Um, I still remember the very first workout I beat Luke on. <laughs> and like, anytime it pops up, I'm like, remember this, but yeah. like, there's been no looking back ever since. So I'm like, I don't think he's beat me on a workout since that Yeah, <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Um, but your husband's so athletic and like, we're so glad he retired. Cause he'd be better than all of us. <laughs> we're like- I know he would
1: put everyone to shame <laughs> and it's annoying. It's really annoying. Um, so yeah, I basically, I was like, I need a comp, I need something to do and, I didn't really know about CrossFit or anything at then, and so I did bodybuilding, and um, I realized that that was the wrong thing to do, and I hated it. Um, it was really. But hard you have for all those me. amazing
0: photos. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, all those amazing photos of me weighing forty nine kilos, which is crazy, crazy to think about, but. that's funny though, right? You weighed 49 kilos and the doctors were like, Hey, we need to put on some weight and you need to do some strength training. I weighed 49 kilos and everyone was like, Oh my God, you're so fit and healthy. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's a bit backwards. Anyway. So I did those bodybuilding shows and I just remember like there was, I was just, it made me not a nice person, basically. Um,
0: (laughs) It's like, if you move on from this without telling the almond story, like we can't move on without the almond story.
1: So at the time I was competing, I was living with my brother and I had a rule that if I could not eat it, it could not be in the house. And I don't know why my brother listened. I don't know why, like for the most part, he was like, (laughs) Okay, okay. Because a hangry bitch can be a scary bitch, yeah. <laughs> that's literally how scary I was. So he was like, for the most part, never did any. Like, I even remember there was, oh, I've got two, stories. anyway. So the first one was, I remember I was like maybe a couple weeks out and I was just perma hungry. I was just always hungry. And I like went into the cupboard and I was like, what can I have? Like, blah, 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 blah. There was like two things that I could have, and one was a lettuce leaf, and one was like I don't know a piece of cucumber, neither of which oh I my wanted God.
0: neither of which had <laughs> any calories.
1: <laughs> no, it's what it's what you call a negative calorie, so the energy it takes for you to actually eat it is the energy burned of the food. if that makes sense, yeah, so if it was a I have never calorie, heard that before, mm, you could have it, so if if the calories of like a cucumber. Well, the energy that it would take for me to eat that would burn the calories of the cucumber. So it was a negative calorie. Super fucked up. I feel like super fucked up. I feel like we had need to do a whole episode on like
0: Riz's bodybuilding journey. This is all like mind blown.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so there was, I looked in the cupboard and there was a one kilo bag of almonds and I was like, is this guy fucking kidding? (laughs) <laughs> he's just basically put a bag of candy in front of me how could he do this how could he do this to me and I remember going up to him with the bag of almonds and I was like what the fuck and he was like, looked at me he's like they're almonds aren't they healthy and I was like you know I can't eat these you know I cannot eat these I was like they have to go in the bin. We have to throw them out right now. And they can't even go in the inside bin. They have to go in the outside bin. And so I made him throw like $40 worth of almonds in the bin. And But surely he just your like, stress <laughs>
0: attack made it like a negative calorie because you were going so psycho. It's like <laughs> you Probably. can have your nine grams of fat per
1: whatever it is. or <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I'm I probably could have eaten the almonds. I would have been fine, but you know, at that point, you're fucking insane, so you don't realize that. And I remember there was another point, like I was having egg white omelets for breakfast, and he was having full egg omelets and um, chorizo in his omelet, (laughs) and I. I woke up one morning, I'm like, what are you cooking? And he's like, oh, well, I'm just, I'm having an omelette like you do. And um, I just thought I'd put some chorizo in No, you're not. (laughs) And I was like, you've put chorizo in your omelette. I was just, anyway, I was a fucking terrible person. So bodybuilding, needless to say, was not for me. I I did fine. I did really well. um, But I moved on from that quite quickly. I uh, did two competitions and then, by the time I was 23, I actually moved from Brisbane to Sydney um, to help my sister open up some gyms and stuff like that. And I got to Sydney and I was still doing bodybuilding training for the most part. Um, But I, I just hated it. I was so bored and I hated training in the gym alone. And then a a friend that I made through work, he was like, come and do CrossFit. And I was like, someone's told me about this CrossFit thing before. And I remember Joel Petit, a mutual friend of Brit and I, um, back when I was like first started being a personal trainer, because I used to um, work with him at uh, Snap Fitness in Milton, OGs. Um, and he was like, You got to come and do this thing, CrossFit, like you'll love it. And I was like, No way, wait, wait, wait. He wasn't like, You got to come do this thing, he would be like,
0: You got to come do this thing, bruv, bruv, you got to come do it. He's going to kill me for that accent. That was terrible. Mr. Joel Petit. I love the petites Aww. so much. Shout out to the petites. I don't
1: know. Um, and he was like, you got to come do this thing. And I was like, no, nah, I'm a bodybuilder. I don't do that shit. Um, And then cut to me in Sydney a couple of years later, and my friend was like, come and do this CrossFit thing. And I was like, oh, okay. And I remember a similar situation to you. My first class was split jerks. And I was like, oh, I love this. This is easy. I can do this. And, um, I think super similar uh, to me, super similar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, similar in the sense that the first class, like it was a setup, it was all a setup. Like yeah, uh, you the CrossFit know. God strike again. Yeah. And, um, I did the split jerks and I remember everyone was like super shook because I split jerk 70 kilos. And I mean, I, I didn't, I'd never done a split joke before in my life. I didn't but I've had I'd had four years of weight training behind me. So I had a lot of strength. I had a good base. Um so that's why I was able to do that. But
0: you're that person that people hate.
1: Yeah. You know, when they that, come in and they're mm. like,
0: I'm new here. Is this how you do it? No, it's not. Never show your face here again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> leave. Leave. Um, yeah. So I was it was a terrible oh, I I don't even want to know what that split jerk looked like. I do not even want to know, but I did it. Um, And, uh, yeah, it was the thing that kind of tied me in. And then I remember coming back the next day and it was fucking, like, 20 minutes of hill sprints. And I was like, what have I done? (laughs) But (laughs) I made lots of friends and it was really, having just moved to Sydney, it was like, it became more about that for me. But I ended up just getting, like, super addicted to CrossFit and – because I have that competitive thing where I have to be good at stuff. I just became super addicted like you did and I remember just training um yeah, 6 days a week and just absolutely loving it and then after about um I think it's 8 to 12 months I ended up getting my cert uh, my level 1 for CrossFit. Sorry. And I started coaching at the affiliate that I was training at. And then that obviously moved on to different coaching jobs and working in different gyms in Sydney. And it was just, it really just solidified like my love and passion for coaching. And I just, yeah, it made, it took me from being like a basic personal trainer working in just a Globo gym to like being fully committed to coaching and strength and conditioning and CrossFit and weightlifting and gymnastics. And, Just absolutely loving every aspect of my job, so um, I'll forever be grateful for CrossFit. Um, And I basically spent the next kind of what was that? 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18. So you started in 2014. My first open was in 2014, and you're gonna hate. OG, you're gonna hate this. I came 150th in my first open.
0: In your first Open. No way.
1: Yeah. After That's, 12,
0: to come 150th now, you could got It's be impossible. Like, it's like a little
1: beast. Yeah, it's so hard. That's wild. So wild. So I was also, I feel like I had like this false sense of security having come in and just done really well in my first year being like, oh, I'm going to regionals next year. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? But, you know, as the years Watch go on. Watch out to Claire Tooby. I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah. But as the years go on, obviously, everybody gets better. It's, you know, not only you that get gets better. So I kind of spent the next few years, like, really fighting for my spot um, uh, on the Open Leader Board to qualify for regionals. And I remember, like, saying to my boyfriend, now husband, Matt, at the time, at, like, the end of 2017, I was like... I can't keep doing this. I was like, I'm like fighting tooth and nail. And I was like, I'm going to give it one more year of like really committing to my training, doing everything that I'm doing because my health was failing. My job was failing. It was like just a struggle. I was like, I didn't have the balance or even the knowledge about like training and recovery that I do now. And um, it was kind of running me into the ground but I gave it a red hot crack in 2018 and I think I ended up placing like 60th or something in Oceana. Which, which is still me... so
0: impressive, but at the time wouldn't mm. have felt like.
1: I think I was you like very, yeah, I was, I mean, you're heartbroken because I miss out by 30 spaces or whatever it was. Um, but I also know that I gave it, I, I, that was it. That was all I had, you know? Mm. So um after that point, I, t- I definitely took a big step back from uh, CrossFit, but I actually, at the end of 2018, redid my knee. So I had to have my second knee surgery. Back in 2019, I did my um, ACL and uh, meniscus playing a casual game of touch football like a fucking idiot. Ugh. And um, uh, it's
0: never doing because everyone goes, oh, you're a CrossFitter. And it's like, yeah. no, I did it walking the dog. Yeah. Or like,
1: it was like, yeah, it was so bad. So I did my knee in 2019. No problems after that. I healed completely. Never had an issue really after that. And um, then in 2018, I bent down to pick up a kid and I twisted as I stood up and I redid my knee. Uh, so I know. terrible child. That's I was like, <laughs> maybe that's why I don't want to have kids. That's <laughs> just like scarred yeah. me permanently. Um, oh, it's so hard not to hate the kid. I know. <laughs> i terrible. you like, <laughs> people who don't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I so love I children. Oh, yeah. I do. I do love children. To- I love my niece and my nephew. Um, and um, I had the surgery in the 2018. And, like, before I even went into surgery, I had, like, my 12-week program coming out of that to set me up. So I was, like, going straight back into training. But I basically just had to join, like, a, a Globo gym and do bodybuilding because I couldn't use my leg um and then eventually i got back like after about 6 weeks i was squatting again and i just decided that i was going to focus on weightlifting weightlifting was always like my favorite part of crossfit anyway so i just was like you know what, i'm going to do some weightlifting competitions and i'm going to focus on that and just see how i go with that uh so i did that um until 2019 halfway through 2019 i knew that i wanted to move back home to brisbane um, Matt and I wanted to buy a house and just not be in Sydney for a little while. Um, so we, at the end of 2019, moved back into, um, back into Brisbane. And at that time, I had been working with Miles, um, who's the head coach uh, at Cougars, and he was helping me with my weightlifting. So I was like full-blown weightlifting at this point. I wasn't doing CrossFit at all. Um, I was still coaching and doing all of that, but I was not training or competing in CrossFit. And then I um, – 2019, I qualified for nationals. I lifted at nationals. Uh, 2020, COVID hit and um, we went into lockdown. So I was just training at home. Um, But at the end of 2020, I actually got my job at Ducks. Was it 2020? 2021. I, it was just – I remember no, I did first the twenty one
0: in the two twenty-one open. Yeah. I was like, who is this? I, I remember being like, what? I'm doing so well. And then the lift came up and I'm like, who is she? <laughs> 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 and it all came crumbling down for yeah. Brittany.
1: <laughs> Not competitive. No, at but all. like in a
0: good way. I was like, whoa. Like yeah. you were so chill and just like whipped out this incredible like you just smoked everyone um and for the for anyone who hasn't seen riz lift not only do you lift impressive weights you lift them beautifully and Don't i think you. that's what it makes people be like
1: oh! mm. and
0: both as a coach and as an athlete that it's mm. not just like there you know there's people out there who you watch girls and you're like whoa it's impressive that you can lift that weight but that did not look pretty yeah um, you're you're the epitome of the warm-up bar looks exactly like that you're 90%, you know. That Um, means a lot to me. So I wasn't like, oh, I wasn't like, oh, my God.
1: Two things. I was like, who is she and how do we become friends? (laughs) (laughs) I need to learn. I need to learn. Um, no, yeah. So I did, it was a, yeah, I must've started at the end of 2020. Cause I did the 2021 open with everyone. And, um, that was the first time. The reason why I did the open was because I was like, I fucking love everyone here. This is great. Um, you know, maybe I'll do some cross CrossFit again. So I started doing more CrossFit at the start of 2021. I redid the open. Um, I was still weightlifting was still my, my primary kind of thing. So I've always focused on that, but yeah, I kind of come in and out of the whole CrossFit thing, uh, you know, when I feel like it these days, which is nice. I like to be able to do that. Um, But I feel like, you know, weightlifting and staying strong and like athletic has really helped my ability to be able to do that. I think if I was doing something else, I wouldn't be able to kind of come in as easily as I do. Um, And, yeah, so spent 2021 coaching with the guys at Ducks and, become friends with everyone you and um, Luke and Jordan and Sam and everyone and Liam and you know Joel um, my friend back from Snap Fitness Mills and he coaches there too so it was just I just kind of felt at home I finally felt at home which was a really nice feeling so yeah that's kind of where I've been as far as like my life competitively, but I just over that time, like I've had like ebbs and flows through, you know, my coaching. And when I was trying to make it as a CrossFit athlete or trying to make it to regionals, not even to, like, I wasn't even aspiring to the games. I was just like, ah, I need to get to regionals. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Anyway. Oh, You don't want to know what my goal is right now. You would just laugh. (laughs) Yeah. So I was just like constantly like I just was making sacrifices on my career. And when I said after 2018, I really focused on developing myself as a coach. I did a lot of work with a lot of different mentors and I did a lot of different um, courses and stuff like that. And I just, yeah, it just I have fully thrown myself into coaching now. And it's, I mean, it's what I do full time. So um I just love it and I couldn't imagine doing anything else but yeah that's basically me I think it's about
0: staying in your own lane too the moment you decided that you know like we can talk about this on another episode again but like when you decide that oh regionals is my goal and When you're just like, I'm just going to do me. Mm. Um, And that's been a really important part of me moving over here as well. I was like, I'm going to be by myself. It's actually a blessing in disguise because you're like, well, I've got no one to directly compare myself with. So let's like work on ourselves for a little while. Yeah. Um, And it's nice to hear that part of your story. You know, it wasn't until you decided like, hey, weightlifting is my favorite part of it. So why not Mm. invest in that? And then a goal like nationals, which people spend their whole athletic career aspiring to. Yeah. To. And it wasn't necessarily the goal, but it became the goal.
1: Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it definitely does. Yeah, so that was – that wants to be a part of the podcast. Mate, he's like been asleep at my feet this whole time and then last minute he's like, I'm going to wreck everything. Now his balls are just in my face. (laughs) Mac is Rizz's – is he a bulldog? Yeah, he's a miniature Australian bulldog. And for the most part, he's the cutest thing in the world, but sometimes – I know, I miss him. Mate. Do you miss Arnie? Oh.
0: So we left our dog at home in Australia for 12 months and some days (laughs) Luke and I will lay in bed in the morning and, like, Arnie always comes into our bed and, like, we're just like, how much money would you give for a day with him right now? And um, our friends Sam and Jordan are looking after him. (laughs) And so – my going rate was $500. Luke's was a bit more than that, but I'm like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and Jordan said, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. So she's yeah. going to charge me $500 to spend a day with my dog. Yeah. But um, no, all those good things are waiting um, when for come me home. when I get home. home. Yeah. You guys,
1: my dog, I know. Uh, being
0: all able to train together. But we have this podcast to keep us
1: occupied between now and then. Yeah. And I think it's going to be something that hopefully, you know, we can make a little bit of a difference in some people's training journeys and give you guys a little bit of insight that we didn't have and that I feel like I wish I had had. I, there are so many times where I'd like do things and I say things and I'm like, oh, I wish someone said this to me five years ago. And we probably still wouldn't have listened. So. <laughs> no, exactly. I would have just done whatever I was doing, but that's, you know, neither here nor there.
0: We are going to introduce a fun little segment though every week. So it's mm-hmm. not all serious talk. Gym fails. Oh everyone lover. loves a good gym fail. So we'll start this week by I reckon we've probably both got a good story. And then anytime we've got a guest on, we'll get them to give the give them wait, give us their gym fails. Yeah. And we'd also love
1: people to write in and Give us their gym fails. Yeah. Because they happen to everyone and they're funny as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, I'll go first because ours involves – sorry, mine involves
0: many of the people we've been talking about. Um, So this is when I started to um, kind of take my crossfit a little bit more seriously. And One afternoon I was training with the boys, Mm. Um, so it was like Liam – um I don't remember who else was there Luke was coming a little bit later but we'd all started training together earlier and there was did you ever meet Scott no uh so I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast but I'm just going to put it out there so Jordan and I once Jordan got me into a hole saying I was like do you think Scott's good looking and she was like <laughs> oh I don't know like and so I was like I think he's like and at the time we we're getting along really well and I was like Anyway, so we now call him Scotty Too Hottie. So Scotty Too Hottie, (laughs) Scotty Too Hottie, Liam, probably a few of the other boys. We're doing max box jumps. So I think you probably know where this is going. Um, And we were doing sets of five at 30-inch with the wooden boxes. Mm. And we finished our sets and I said to Liam, these are feeling so good. They never feel this good. I'm going to do another set. (laughs) And he was like, don't. You're done. Narrator. She did four, not five. Oh! The, fifth, the fifth box stump, I've like obviously just clipped my toes and bashed my shin. Mm. But it was like this point where I was like, I'm only just getting to train with the boys, act cool, act cool. And you know, like, so you just like walk it off, walk it off, walk it off. But it was that bad that the I think I went into shock or whatever. So there was no pain. I was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Scotty, too hottie, looks at it and goes, Oh, my God. At this stage, Bobby walks in and he's like, oh, my God. So I, like, looked down. There was no blood, no nothing. I'd gone, like, fucking right to the bone. Like, oh. it was so sore. But I was like, oh, act cool, act cool. Anyway, so Luke walks in at this stage. And he's like, babe, what did you do? <laughs> he goes into, like, full military mode, <laughs> goes to the back of his car, gets out this, like, um, like first aid kit which i didn't even know he had it's got like saline and benedine and all this stuff so he starts treating the wound and the ben i think it was saline that he was putting on it and it was going so far you know if you normally put like liquid stuff on there it'll like splurt splurt out a little bit don't was just sucking up all the water (laughs) and it was on both legs too Anyway, oh my God. So then Luke goes outside and he gets on the phone. He's like, you're going to have to go to a medical center. And I'm like, you're overreacting. You're overreacting. So he walks out, goes on the phone to medical center in my head. I'm like, I just had one other thing that I needed to do in the training. And it was handstand walks. Pretty sure I don't need to use my shins for handstand walks. So I'm like over in the back finishing my training. Liam and Luke are both like, what the fuck is she doing? But I think it was the whole shock thing. So at this stage, Luke comes back in and he's like, get in the car. We go to the medical center. And I was like, guess I'm not finishing my handstand walks. (laughs) Then I get back in the car. And um, so we go to the medical center around the court. So this was at the Red Hill gym. And there's a medical center around the corner. Anyway, I go in and the doctor looks at it and she's like, Yep, that's gonna need stitches. Oh and then they ask, like, you know, when was the last time you had a tetanus shot? So I had to get a tetanus shot. Anyway, um I've always had like for that kind of stuff, I don't know why, but I've always had like a pretty high pain threshold. So she's like stabbing the tetanus shot into my leg and like then stitching it up. And I'm just like chatting away. And she's like, how did this happen? Blah blah blah. And I was like, oh, CrossFit. And she's like, I've always wanted to try CrossFit. Anyway, so she's stitching up my literal wounds from CrossFit. And the conversation ends and she's like, okay, see ya. I think I might try this CrossFit thing. <laughs> so, you know. Who knows if that doctor has tried CrossFit as a result of my wounds. But if you ever see me in, in real life, Illy or whatever they say, um, I still have the scars on my Should Did you just say so, Illy? Is it Illy? In, At uh, least I love oh, you. No, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Not IRL. real good with it actually.
0: IRL. IRL. There we go. If you ever see me like Illy. Um, illy. <laughs> it's like when I – um sent jordan an acronym the other day and she sends me the google of her looking back at it and i'm like she had to google it too Uh, you know my uh, my brother-in-law he's we have like a family group message and he's always giving the acronyms so i learned so much through him well obviously not enough i'm like "Illy, illy oh my god but that is my gym fail my scars to show up but you know what i did the next day bandages and all went in walked up straight away put the box jump up and jumped up and everyone was like what are you doing i'm like if i don't do it today It's going to be a mental barrier. Yeah. And ever since then, like, I don't love box jumps now, but I'm still like, I I think that was the best thing I ever did. Just next, you know, like, just got straight back on the horse because you see those people who've had that
1: injury and they're like, 100% they get like all weird about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mine also involves a box jump, but not as savage as yours. Mine's probably more (laughs) just like pure humiliation. Um, So, No, Um, so I had just started coaching at Ducks and I was um, doing like a class, like I would coach, like be assistant coach with Greg being like main coach and you know, when you're doing coaching, you got two coaches, you can get someone to demo, right? (laughs) and um so me being like i'm gonna make a great impression like you know i need i need to look very like capable and confident and like like really good at what i'm doing and um so there was the workout greg briefed the workout and he was like anyway these are the movements we have uh, burpee box jump overs and he's like he made like some joke about me being a weightlifter and not being a crossfitter and i was like I'm a CrossFitter. I'm a fucking CrossFitter, okay? And um, I went to go do – I jumped down. I did the burpee. And as I went to jump on the box, I've just completely fucking missed it. Fell over the box. Like this is in front of a class of 20 people. And it's like, I don't know, like maybe my fifth shift? And I just was like, (laughs) oh, my fucking God. And you know when it's so bad, it's not just like a little stumble. It's so bad, people go (gasps) – And I was just like, fuck. This is like my first introduction to like half these people as a coach. And they're like, this bitch can't even do a box jump. And I was like, keep in mind, it was like 5 a.m. in the morning. And I was like, I'm cold. I haven't done anything yet. I haven't <laughs> worked yet.'" Work. And I was like, I was, I like got up. I was like, I'm gonna redeem myself. And I jumped, I did it, I did another burpee, I nearly fell the second one oh my god luckily I got on and Greg was like I'm gonna stop you right now and like moved on to the next thing
0: and I was like that's enough for today you're
1: done (laughs) you're done okay and I was like oh my god everyone's gonna think I'm the biggest jerk I can't even do a burpee box jump so I didn't actually hurt myself luckily but it was pure humiliation in front of like 20 members at the gym I think I've redeemed myself now.
0: <laughs> so you're all good. <laughs> Meanwhile, behind your back, I'm like, who is
1: she? And everyone's like, well, the other morning in yeah. class, they're she like, wasn't that impressive. <laughs> they're like, don't worry about that bitch. She can't even do a box jump."
0: <laughs> oh, that is too good. Yeah. But see, so we can all laugh about it together. So that exactly. is why we want people to share our gym fail stories, their gym fail stories. Yeah. Um, and if,
1: if we have any more good ones that I'm sure we've got plenty more that can come out of the closet too. I've got so many. i got so, that's why when people do things, I'm like, I've done that 10 times. Like, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> but I guess there's a the thing as
0: well. Like it's hard. Cause we both have personalities where we're like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah. But imagine if you were someone who like it. It's a struggle to come to the gym and then something like that happens. You want people to feel inclusive, but it's almost like, should we laugh? Should we gasp? Should we give them a hug? I know what to do when, when
1: it happens to someone. I know. I but know. But if it was you, and now knowing what I know about you, I would have been like, Bat. <laughs> <laughs> I would have laugh straight in your face. I would have been like, oh fuck. <laughs> but she can box jump. And okay. she can weightlift good too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking, we better let you
0: go because you've got a weightlifting competition today, which we should definitely recap on the next episode.
1: I will. Yes, I'm going to go do my. I haven't eaten yet, so I'll have my breakfast and then I'm going to head on in because Liam, our friend, our our friend and coach, is also lifting, and I'm going to warm him up. So that'll be for his first lifting comp. So that'll be exciting too. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, I can put up the numbers that I uh, have been doing in training. So fingers crossed.
0: Oh, fingers crossed. That's a good tease to the next episode. If you want to hear how Riz went in her Mm. weightlifting comp. Tune in. Tune in. Tune in. Also, if you do have a gym fail, definitely DM us. We do have an Instagram account at points of performance podcast or one word because pop podcast has already taken those bitches. Motherfucker. So we might, yeah. (laughs) Um, And if you want to get in contact with us, like anything you want us to talk about, that's probably the best way to do it, I reckon.
1: Yep. Yep. That sounds good. Um, but, you know, stay tuned for next time, guys. And we'll have our next podcast, hopefully a few more tidbits that you can take away and use in your training. Awesome. Until then, See you Peace out.